yes, yes, yes. Episode 7, week 6 of NFL football. And right now, Theo, I am reeling. Theo, are you ready for this week? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah, man. It was, uh, it was a rough week last week. Uh, I went one win and four losses, and you went two wins and four losses. Overall, we're still both over 50%. You've got 15 wins and uh, 12 losses. I've got 14 wins, 13 losses. So we're still about 50%. So very respectable, very respectable. But that's why I say I don't know, because it's been so crazy. Yeah, it has. Man. Well, you know the disadvantage, too, is today right now is Wednesday. And we're making picks for Sunday. And there's a lot of information we don't have. For example, last week we both took Detroit plus seven and a half, Mm -hmm. which I would take all day every day. And I'm a guy who looks at the insider Detroit, like local news. And Calvin Johnson fully practiced on Friday. There was no indication that he wouldn't play. And all of a sudden, Sunday comes up. He practices. They said he's a no-go. All of a sudden, Calvin Johnson is out. And uh, the spread changed to almost 10. Um, for Green Bay, so it, it got crazy. Um, so that really affects things when you don't have all the information up until the exact kickoff. Uh, these organizations are real tight about sharing information. You making excuses for your squad, man? They let me down. <laughs> no, it's uh, you know, I thought I didn't, I never thought they were gonna win the game outright. Um, it was just a bad spot for them, but. I, what I'm really proud of is the defense, holding them to 20 yeah. points. Especially in the first half of that game, it was real tight. Nobody, I don't know if anybody scored a touchdown in the first half. No, it, it was, was pretty, uh, I believe, six low. something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, what I really like is the stat of third down defense is still number one after playing Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I don't know if it's Detroit's defense or Green Bay's having a real problem with red zone scoring. Yeah. They, I mean, you always have Calvin. He's that big target, but they got to develop some other quality wide receivers. Yeah, man. Now, how about the J-E-T-S? Monday night. What's up oh, with that, right? eh? <laughs> I don't know. It was a certain swagger Gino had in that first quarter of the game. I'm sitting back watching the game. I'm like, are they going to make this competitive? Yeah. It, because they were coming out pretty strong, and then they kept it up. So I got to give it up for the Jets, who uh, are really surprising a lot of people, coming up with some key Ws. And Gino, after a week of looking horrible, he answered his critics, and that's that's manning up. That's balling hard. You know what's even crazier, man, is in the fourth quarter, when I see ATL come back and, you know, Matt Ryan throws a touchdown, all of a sudden, you know, they're up by, up by one. Mm-hmm. Which I don't understand why they're up by one because the Jets were up by 12 after a touchdown. And they could have gone for two to make it 14 or they could have just kicked. Mm -hmm. And Rex Ryan kicks. Sorry, they're up 11. He kicks and they go up 12. Yep. Um, It doesn't make any sense at all (laughs) to do that. Like, it's, it's, you know, if you're going to get beat, you got to play the numbers and I think that called for a two-point conversion anyways after they come back ATL is up by one and you see there's basically two minutes left Mm -hmm. I felt 
that game, like, I had full confidence that Geno Smith is at least going to put them into a situation where they can at least attempt the field goal. There was no question in my mind. It's a big answer for him to come up with it because the questions with Geno were always about that leadership. Yep. And uh, you hear what they were saying about him going up to the defense, apologizing after the last week for giving up all the turnovers. And all those guys on the D, they, they respect that. They, they yeah. respect, especially a quarterback who's kind of brash and young, for him to have that humility that shows a lot about his character. So I got to give it up for him this week. And he just got the AFC Offensive Player of the Week as oh, well. Wow. So huge turnaround. But on the flip side of it, what happened with ATL, man? Oh, <laughs> yeah, they are just crumbling. I don't know who's worse right now, who's looking worse right now, who's melting down worse. Is it Houston or ATL, man? You're just seeing a lot of teams that came in with big expectations. But I think the problem with the National Football League, you see it every year, is there's teams that go on a a nice three-year stretch where they're cranking out maybe 10 wins, maybe 11, 12, who knows, maybe 13. But then you come back to earth a little bit. And um, I think a team like that over the last few years that's come back to earth is the San Diego Chargers because they had a nice little clip that they were going on and then they just fell off. Um, so you got to see, is it, uh, is it just going to be a one season dip or is this just part of the season and they're going to go on a roll at the end, but it ain't looking good for a lot of these squads. And now I, it's interesting to see Atlanta join the conversation with, you know, the Giants and my Steelers, but, uh, I don't know, man, they're, they're way far behind the New Orleans Saints who are really the class of the division right now. It's crazy. Um, them and, uh. And Seattle, really. I know that Seattle took an L, but really, um, Seattle looks dominant. They were still right there, right mm-hmm. there. I think that they recovered a touchdown, and it would have been a totally different result. Instead, they called it a safety. Yeah. Um, anyways, that, that that's part of the league. That's what happens. They got two points instead of seven, and I think it was pretty clear that it was seven. But anyways, that's what happens. I'll tell you my biggest disappointment of the weekend bro is mm. my afc squad my beloved tennessee titans <laughs> are down by nine points and they have the ball on about the 15 yard line 12 yard line something like that of um kc mm-hmm. and if they score a touchdown it's all of a sudden only a two-point game yes it's the end of the game there are two seconds left on the clock and they cover the spread, which is the most important thing. And that was my lock of the week. And they decided with two seconds left, with no consequence, whether you're, you're going to lose either way. There's no, there's no nine-point play. But they choose to kick a field goal, mm-hmm. a 23-yard chip shot to screw everybody out of the spread. And karma's a bitch. Rob Barona steps up and shanks a 23-yard chip shot. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, man. I, I loved it, man. That was our big game. That was our big bet. That was. We're, My lock yeah. came through. KC <laughs> yeah. rolling. Your lock did come through. 5-0. and oh. What a turnaround for them. Does that mean that Scott Pioli did a great job as the general manager? He got fired, but he assembled that talent. His mistake might have just been having... Todd Haley and then Romeo in the head coaching position. You know what? That defense is looking dominant. 
the offense doesn't really do nothing for me. Alex Smith is still the same Alex Smith, mm-hmm. but that defense is is scary. It's a scary defense, and they've got a lot of talent, man. Yeah, they're rolling, and that's that's a very difficult division though now with Denver and them. But the AFC making some noise. What's up with the NFC now? Did you yeah, we're the, gonna have to the see conference. What happens, <laughs> see what happens. Um, let's see what happens this week, man. What, what are you What are you feeling about this week? What do you like? I'm going with squads I believe in this week. Sometimes you got to kind of bring it back to, you know, sure you might have lost a game here, you might have lost a game there, but you got to go with squads you think are good in the long run. And my first pick of the week is the Cincinnati Bengals, mm. who are going to be in Buffalo. So, since he minus seven, because they're giving Buffalo those seven points. But I just don't believe in Thad Lewis as a quarterback. Sure, since he might have lost to Cleveland with your boy Billy Ho. But, you know, since he, I think they could go on a roll here feeling good after taking down New England. And I got to go with Cincy. Yeah, you know what? I was really hoping EJ Manuel was going to be healthy because if since he was getting any kind of points, I was going to take Buffalo blindly as a dog at home based on my thoughts as EJ Manuel as a homer. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you can't really – it's really hard to take Buffalo with uh, whoever the hell they got back there. Thad Lewis, which couldn't make uh, the roster in Detroit. There's three quarterbacks there, so that tells you everything you need to know. Um, yeah, they got nothing, man, so – yeah, I'm okay with that pick, man. That that's a nice one. My first pick is gonna be with the team that I think is a is a home team dominant um, against a team that I'm pretty low on. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they've made this home team a dog. And I'm gonna go with the Baltimore Ravens mm. plus one against the Green Bay Packers. Um, I really don't. When I looked at this, I would have favored Baltimore by like two and a half points or three points. You know the standard. Uh, I don't get why Baltimore is getting points at all. Um, I'm taking Baltimore at home. Yeah, Baltimore at home, but against Green Bay, man. Green Bay can put up a lot of numbers. So that that could be a little tricky there. Yeah, I don't like how they've looked all year, man. Their, their offensive line looks bad. Um, their red zone scoring doesn't look good. And I don't trust them on the road anyway. They're they're only yeah. two on the road. For me, both those teams are kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. They could come in one week and look good, and then the next week stink it up. So that's why I, I kind of trying to stay away from those teams. You know, mm-hmm. I, I caught a bad one last week with Detroit. You know, and Green Bay turned it on. So mm-hmm. just don't know what to expect. So I, I was staying away from that. But yep. speaking of your squad, man, Detroit, I'm looking for them to redeem themselves this week. I got to go with them against Cleveland. It's just the line is too low for for it. You know, I can see Detroit getting those points. I mean, um, they're minus two and a half. And, and against Cleveland, I, I'm not going with Brandon Whedon, man. I think Sue is going to make his life a living nightmare. Yeah. You know what? I'm, that was actually my second pick as well because I really watched that Cleveland game. And when Billy Hole was in there, the offense was humming. You could mm-hmm. tell he was getting the ball out of his hands, at least making decisions and throwing the ball away when there was nothing there. And this guy, Whedon, oh, my God. 
there's a reason he lost his starting job, man. And you could see it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Cleveland's defense is solid, but I'm going to go Detroit on the road. They, they've been a much improved team on, on the road, and I think after a tough loss like that, hopefully getting Calvin Johnson back. Um, as long as Calvin's there, I don't have any issue. If Calvin's not there, um, this game's going to be pretty tight. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with this low spread. Yeah. Um, for my third pick... Um, I'm going back to the Dallas game. Mm, okay. Dallas played a big, big game against Denver. They put up, what, 99 points between both of the squads, 51 to 48 or something like that. And um, Romo looked great, and their offense looked great, and their defense looked like their defense has all year, like crap. Mm. So I'm going to take in a divisional matchup, like we talked about, 70% of the time in Dallas games, the dog wins 70% of the time blindly. I'm betting the dog blindly. I'm taking Mike Shanahan off a of bye week. I'm going to take RG0 plus six. Yeah, it's not like you're speaking with a lot of confidence for the Redskins. <laughs> I'm not, and there's a lot of controversy about, uh, you know, Barack Obama's coming out oh, now to man. speak. The Redskins changing their name, which I don't understand how the name has not changed yet, yo. I don't know know why it's not changed, but it's kind of like why right now is it become such a hot button issue, and now a lot of sports writers aren't even saying the name. It's so weird that you got teams like this, even the Cleveland Indians and the logo. I don't think they still use the smiling Indian logo, <laughs> but still, um, that could be kind of offensive too. But it, I look at it as you might as well change it because everything else turns into a throwback, so it's still cool. You sell a gang of new jerseys with the new team. The new team is still going to be something like Red Blacks or, you know, Red something. So it's not going to be a dramatic name change, I don't imagine. So I say just change it, man. Yeah, they could change it to whatever they want, man. And I agree with you. They're going to make money off of it. So why not, man? Why not? I think Dan Snyder needs to change it. Make some things and then use twenty percent of all sales of old throwback jerseys of Redskins gear and donate it throw towards the uh, in some kind of native charity fund or something like that and just you know really come out like a winner. Yeah, that team's worth a billion dollars. You know, you you can do it. <laughs> you got some. You got some paper. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right. Well, I'm gonna take another blockbuster matchup: New Orleans and New England. Mm. And who you think I got on this one, man? This is interesting. I, I'm wondering because I'm still not solid on it. I am looking towards New Orleans just because of defense, and I prefer their offense here too. Um, I like New Orleans in the game, but it's not one of my picks. I'm very interested to see who you think. Well, New England's favorite. They got yep. two and a half. Mm-hmm. But I got to go with New Orleans. I like it. New Orleans is rolling. They're going to put up some points. And I don't know if Tom Brady can keep up in the shootout. Mm-hmm. Not because of Tom, because of the receivers. Mm-hmm. And it just in disarray, I look at the Patriots. You know, Tom Brady's got to be pissed. He does, <laughs> but he's got back. Uh, you saw Amendola's back. Danny, yeah. you can't cover me, Amendola. And now Julian Elements, after catching like 11 passes a week, is taking a back seat. Still, hey, the whole thing is, I never thought that New England was going to be 
very solid. So for them to already have four wins, that's cool. It's it's kind of like they could take a couple L's during the season. I don't see them as being a thirteen and three team. I see them being a nine and seven or ten and six team with a lot of those wins coming in division against Buffalo and Miami. You know, so I just I had to go with New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I like it, man. Well, we're in that fourth pick, and now we're going to go with the stinker. Mm-hmm. And you might be on the same game here, but I have a stat. I to switched it. this pick. Okay. Since 1972, eight NFL teams have been favored by at least 21 points. Seven of them did not cover the spread. Hmm. I am blindly taking the Jacksonville Jaguars plus 26 and a half <laughs> points because it's going to so end comical. up being Blaine Gabbert against whoever's on the bench at Denver. No, that's Blaine's not playing. That's that's why the um, the line went down. <laughs> oh, I'll take Henny. Yeah, exactly. I like Henny better. Michigan all day, man. Chad Henny can at least, you know, connect with the receiver once in a while. And you got Blackmon. You know, it's, I'll take them all day, man. Hold on. Let me ask you something completely off topic since I just brought up Blackmon, which happens <laughs> to be a black man. Yeah, yeah. Would you ever picture a guy named Kiko Alonso as a white guy? Never. Kiko Alonso is a white guy on Buffalo, and I can't believe his name is Kiko Alonso. I like it. I wonder what his nationality is. <laughs> yeah, I would. It's got to be from somewhere, maybe a European country or something. But yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's kind of strange. <laughs> I would put a lot of money on that, bro. Oh yeah, for sure. A lot of money on that. You make a lot of money usually if you bet with people, <laughs> just on that. But I was thinking about taking Jacksonville in this one too. The spread's just so high, and what you got to think about too is if Denver does get up. It's Brock time. It's time to bring out the backup QB and let him get a little taste of things. Last thing you want is for one of these Jags, Jag players to lose their cool and just take off Peyton Manning's head and, and ride out that suspension. Because that frustration has got to be at an all-time high. I can't even imagine what it would be like to be in the locker room with those guys um, and just to, to see the disrespect. Um, when you see that point total. But, hey, they haven't shown anything. They haven't scored as many points as Denver did last week. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. Over the whole season. So, yeah. Yep. All right, so... Um, so who you got for your stinker, man? I, I decided to mix things up today because this is another ugly game. There's not a lot of wins between these two teams. Um, it's Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. Mm. Thought I'd keep it interesting by going this direction. And uh, am I going to ride with Tampa Bay? Am I going to ride with the Bucks? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I know where you're going with Yeah, that. of course, man. You got to go with Philly. Tampa Bay hasn't shown anything. It's just not like they got that grit and determination to all of a sudden fight for the coach. I'm surprised Shannon's still there. You know, maybe because they chose him over Freeman. But I think is going to be a coach that could be fired pretty soon. That just is going to wear on the team, his discipline, and his just hard-nosed college style. So when it comes to college coaches, Chip Kelly, boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like it, man. 
I like it. And, uh, yeah, you can't go to Tampa Bay, man. There's too much crap going on there. You don't know what people are thinking over there. I am going against one of my squads and mm. taking one of my squads for my lock of the week. Okay. Seattle is favored by 13.5 points in Seattle yep. against my Tennessee Titans. But I'm going to take Seattle all day because all they do at home is smash other teams. And Tennessee, if they had Jake Locker, the line would not be 13.5. It would probably be, you know, around 7, yeah. maybe 9.5, something like that. But I didn't watch a lot of Ryan Fitzpatrick when he was in Buffalo. And after watching him last week, um, I understand why nobody in Buffalo likes him. <laughs> I understand why you called him Ryan, get the hell out of Buffalo, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I do not trust this guy. This no. guy is one loose cannon, and uh, he's an INT waiting to happen. And against Seattle's defense, the, this thing is going to be over by by halftime. Yeah, they're going to gobble Seattle it up. A huge blowout. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, it's one of those things. If it was 14 and a half, maybe you go towards Tennessee. But that 13 and a half, I could definitely see them coming out with a two-touchdown W. So Seattle's a tough place to play, man. Yep. <laughs> and they're going to be coming back hungry. Um, my lock of the week. Well, I'm surprised we got to this far on the show. And we haven't heard that much of a mention of one particular team. Oh, jeez. You going with it with the lock? My lock. <laughs> Come on, man. You can't tell me the Jets. The Jets are getting points right now, man. Two and a half points. I got to ride with Pittsburgh. You know Pittsburgh wants to put up a W. The thing I like about the Steelers, there's no quit. They're, they have been practicing their ass off. Tomlin has a bye week. And you know he's fired up to go in there against the Jets who are feeling a little too much of themselves right now. And I'm looking for that Pittsburgh defense. Well, maybe I'm praying for that Pittsburgh defense <laughs> to get at Geno and just just be that Pittsburgh Steelers defense that I'm used to. So, yeah, I got to go with Pittsburgh and ride them here. That maybe if the spread was a little bit different, I wouldn't necessarily take them as a lock. But I look at it as good value right now for a team that, yeah, has gotten off to a bad start. But it's the Jets, man. I'm not buying in the hype there. All right. So that's our picks. I got a couple of questions for you. Yeah. I know you already mentioned Greg Schiano, and I think it'd be uh, pretty much a consensus with anybody that knows anything that Schiano is probably the first one in line to get fired. But doesn't mean that the hot seat has nobody else sitting in it. And I want to know from you, who has the biggest chance of getting fired out of Mike Tomlin, Tom Coughlin, Kubiak? <laughs> Who's, out of those three guys, who has the biggest chance of getting the, getting the boot? It's an easy question. It, it's got to be Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin always comes across it, you know, as far as are they going to fire him or not. You know, he pulled that second Super Bowl off, so even when he pulled the first one off. So I, I got to say him with Tomlin, it's a 0% chance because it comes back to the control in the locker room. And Tomlin won't lose that. 
And he's a young coach who already has a Super Bowl there. And Pittsburgh's only had three coaches. So it's more likely that the offensive coordinator, Todd Haley, might go. But that's about it. Um, and then with Kubiak, that's a team, though, that, yeah, they've pulled off some good seasons the last couple of years. But before that, I mean, the Texans, you always thought, is this going to be their year that they turn it on? And then they go 8-8. Eight and eight. And they still kept Kubiak around. So I don't see them ditching him after just one bad year. And it, I mean, it's not like their season's in complete disarray. It's not that that competitive of a division. Yeah, the Colts are doing good right now, but but um, you can't write off the Texans yet. You can't write off Matt Schaub yet, but they're going to have to do some. Right, what do you think there? You know what? Um, based on age alone, yeah, I got to say Tom Coughlin, man. But top of my list would be Gary Kubiak because they're always... How much more talent do you need? Mm -hmm. What else do you need in Houston? You tell me a place where they're weak. And Schaub has been fine the past few years and all the rest of it, putting up stats, getting to his wide receivers. What's changed? Yeah, They've only gotten better with their personnel. So what's changed? And I can't look anywhere but, you know, up top at Kubiak. Coughlin, I think, is... Uh, you know, I think he's a victim of some of the guys just getting old. Mm -hmm. The expectations that the Giants will just continue doing what they do. Because they're the Giants. Influx of talent. Losing their their running backs and not valuing Ahmad Bradshaw. You know, I don't think they have the talent to improve. And I don't think, in this case, that gives Coughlin a pass. Mm -hmm. If this continues as a, as a skid. I think they got to shake it up somehow. Brings me to my second question. Okay. Barring injury, without an injury, where do you see the first quarterback change coming? Ooh. Hmm. First quarterback change. I don't know, man. Um, well, I, I got to talk about Minnesota then. Yep. I think Freeman's going to come in there in a couple weeks and take that job, which is really going to say the end of the Christian Ponder era. That's, you know, he's got to be gone after that. As far as other changes, there's nothing else jumping out at me. I don't think Houston is going to make a change unless, like, this streak of him throwing the pick sixes continues for two or three more weeks. I just I think it's very difficult to yank him, being that the other quarterbacks they have on the roster aren't guys that can really step in and do it. I mean, it was a different situation last year when Vic got pulled and you had Nick Foles, who they kind of had some hype around, but I just don't see it right now. Yeah, I know what you mean, and I know Freeman's going to be there. What does it got to feel like to be uh, – who's playing in Minnesota, man? Is, is Ponder out and it's going to be Castle? Yeah, I believe it's it's Castle this week for sure, and then they're going to reevaluate things. But it's a weird place when you got three quarterbacks in there. I, I could see if it was just the two. That's why that's that signing was a surprise to me uh, that Freeman ended up there. But hey, the way they look at it is it, it's a low risk. They're only paying him two million dollars more for the season, and they can see is this going to be the guy who who could be the franchise quarterback? Is Ponder going to step up and do his thing um, or not? Because you see it with like a guy like Jason Campbell. You know how he chose to go to Cleveland. And he looked like a clear number two. But hey, maybe he can take it away from Whedon. And instead, they go with your boy, Billy Ho. And yeah. uh, 
you know, he took over the spot there. So I don't know, though. It's a mess in Minnesota. It's a mess in Minnesota, but at least they have three mediocre guys to choose from. I really thought either Cleveland or Buffalo would have picked up uh, would have picked up Freeman to go yeah. there because Cleveland Billy holds out for the season. Yeah, you know Ponder and Castle. Castle played a decent game, man. Mm-hmm. Castle's serviceable, and Ponder's not that bad. He's not that good, and Buffalo Buffalo's in disarray. They're going all the way to Thad Lewis. <laughs> the other guys competing at camp that they brought in was Vince Young, Demarcus Russell, like Tim Tebow. You kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Not one of these guys. And I swear there's uh, number three quarterbacks on other teams that you can make a trade for. And Buffalo's got Jarius Bird, who's out of town, and now they're saying they're willing to trade him. Trade him then. <laughs> Trade them and go get a QB. I don't know what they're yeah. doing. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, w- I was hoping that Buffalo would be all good, and then last week happened. <laughs> yeah. it, it's too bad. But I got a question for you, man. Yep. I don't know what you were doing last night, but uh, were you watching TV last night? Yep. Oh, you watched the special. Oh, I didn't watch the Matt Millen crap. Oh, I, th- I thought you had your TV locked into your, your boy. No, and I, you know what? He he was saying that uh, I heard about it. Yeah. I heard about it, and I guess you, you can tell me a little bit more, but I guess he's saying that he was not qualified to be the GM of a team. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I would love to blame Millen, but I blame Ford. Mm-hmm. Ford Sr. is loyal to guys for no reason. <laughs> he does not care about results. He just likes guys. And yeah. he liked Millen probably on the football field. He went with him, figures this guy knows football. He probably knows better than uh, than Ford. It, it, you know what? It's really a disgrace. And what did Matt Millen say that his the best thing he ever did was drafting Calvin Johnson? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody that plays fantasy football that has an IQ over 10 would have drafted Calvin Johnson. What the hell is he talking about, Calvin Johnson, as an accomplishment? What the hell did you do but lose so much that you could get the number two pick? Yeah. Well, I think that's why the interesting comment that I read was about another wide receiver that he took, Mike Williams. And he says how his gut was telling him to go with DeMarcus Ware. But his scouts said, no, we got to really go with this guy. And what I liked about just some of the clips, I didn't watch it, it sounds like he was taking accountability. I don't want to just say some. He he took accountability because he didn't want to make excuses because he's like, anything I say is going to be perceived as an excuse, (laughs) and I don't want to, so I'm not going to say anything, really. Um, But what he realized was his biggest mistake was not building a Matt Millen football team. I never knew about Matt Millen, the football player, really, when I was growing up over the last 10 years. Then I heard a little bit about it, and I was like, wow, like he was that good and everything, and a defensive force. And I think that it really just shows you, you have to have an identity and stick with that philosophy. That's one of the things I really picked up on in Pete Carroll's book that I was telling you I was reading. And yeah. that's what, um, you, you see it when you see the Seahawks, um, and when you hear Pete Carroll talk, um, I heard him on The Herd recently, 
And they were asking him about this player that they picked up and this one. He's like, you know what? I got to give credit here <laughs> to the GM or, or to this person. But he, he, was, he spread the credit around and, and you really see that that team is taken off because of that identity. Yeah, and he didn't want Russell Wilson at first, right? It was his, yeah, uh, I think, exactly. the owner, right, that convinced him? Yeah, well, the GM and um, that guy had been following Russell for a while and kind of putting him up on things. But but yeah, I think what he realized when he met him was just that personality and how well it meshed with his whole theory about sports, about football. And that was the key selling factor. Man, did you catch any of that uh, Seattle indie game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was one of the ones I was watching. Wow. Andrew Luck. <laughs> what a roller coaster ride. Amazing. What about T.Y. Hilton? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Andrew Luck looking like the, the real deal. And for a lot of people coming in the season, that was the team that a lot of people, I think even you, man, were saying was going to drop this year. I thought, you know what? I thought so. And then I saw what they did, um, where they were building in the draft, free agent-wise, where they went. It looks like they're trying to be a tough team. And, you know, like I, I think I mentioned the last week where I saw some game tape and I saw that they had everybody at the line of scrimmage against Colin Kaepernick in that game against San Fran. And they singled up three wide receivers just with three cornerbacks mm-hmm. and one deep safety. <laughs> and, like, that's a ballsy defensive move yeah. where you have to trust your individual matchups. And,. For a lot of kind of no-name guys, they have a really solid defense, man. Yeah. It's true. They haven't played nobody except Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I think Indy is used to shootouts, just like last year. And I think you're going to see more shootouts come of them. As solid as their defense have been, they don't got no Dwight Freeney no more. They don't no. have pressure on the quarterback like they used to. Right. They don't got their guys, man. And uh, I think the only way the Colts are going to win for the rest of the season type of thing is going to be through shootouts. Andrew Luck. That's why I like Monday night's game, though. Finally, we got a good Monday nighter, Indy and San Diego. Hmm. That's an intriguing matchup because what I was looking at that one, too, is you got to think about a veteran's mind state. You know, Phillip Rivers has been in the game for about 10 years now. And you got to kind of be a little pissed when you hear about these rookie quarterbacks or second year in his case and the poise and the potential. And some part of you's got to be like, come on, man, I've, I've been in the league and I'm still in the league. And, you know, I, I think that one could be a good one. I, I think both those guys could put some points up. Yeah, you know what? My boy Phillip Rivers has been showing me a little something this 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 year. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually watched a lot of that game, the 11.30 p.m. Eastern start. Yeah, I can't believe you. Open San Diego. You know what? That was a very, very entertaining game, man. Hmm. And I don't mind um, that time slot. Yeah. The 11.30. It's not good for everybody that has to wake up, but, you know, if you're used to not getting a lot of sleep, then that's a great thing to watch, man. I couldn't do it, man. <laughs> I was out cold. Yeah, yeah. I get up early, man, so <laughs> Yeah, man. I didn't do it, man, but uh especially with that type of matchup. Like, okay, you know, if you're a diehard football fan, okay. But uh wasn't too excited. Yeah, I hear you there, man. I hear you there. Um This should be an interesting week. You got the 
I've been talking about Sam Bradford not being the guy. He's playing a guy that's doing his best job to lose his job in Matt Schaub. Mm. And for some reasons, Houston is getting nine points, laying nine points against the St. Louis Rams, which I think is a little bit too much, but the Rams might be feeling a little bit too good from beating Jacksonville, which you shouldn't feel good about being in a close game with them, which they were. That 14 point, don't let it fool you. Jacksonville was in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. They were in there. So for sure, uh, I, I think the biggest question right now is what the Rams do with Sam Bradford. Oh, they got to let him go, man. I just don't think they got nobody left. They, they got to make a trade. They got to do something. It's It's got to be tough because they really went all in in a poker game with yeah. that. And so for... For them to bail on him after the season, and who do you get? You know all these questions that come into play. But uh, yeah, that you you called it, man. But I didn't see him going down this bad. Yeah, Sam. Sam. <laughs> Sam is gone, man. He's he's the Sandman. He's no more during the day. You're not going to see him no more. I think that's it. I don't know if he makes it through the season. I'd be very very surprised if he makes it through the season. Well, I think the thing for him is he hasn't been a complete bust because he's still been decent, and he's got a lot of money. So you can never feel too bad for guys who come in the league, man, and make a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, as long as they seem like they're cool dudes. I mean, Jamarcus, that was just a knucklehead from day one. Mm-hmm. Um, who cashed in and then spent a lot of his money. I mean, I'm fortunate with Vince, too. He was just balling. <laughs> Except not balling hard. That's just it, man. So I'm ready to, uh, you know, pick up the pieces over the last couple. I've had two losing weeks in a row. Yeah. Really looking to rejuvenate myself and uh, keep this record above fifty percent. Keep this, keep this thing respectable, man. And work my way towards up sixty percent. And uh, I would love to have that record. Right now, you're up on me by a mm-hmm. game. And uh, I think that that should be the bet, man. What do you think? Who has the better overall record by the end of the season? Yeah. Should be a steak dinner at the uh, at the choice of the winner. Oh, beautiful. I like it. You know, what, what would be your spot, man? Steak spots. Oh, as far as restaurants go? Yeah, steak restaurants, steak you, houses. You know I got to get down with the keg. The keg, huh? Been a long time since I've been to the keg. Taking it easy on me if you win. <laughs> you know we're, what we're are you pulling out? Chris. Like Ruth Chris or something? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to Ruth Chris, Charles Barkley's favorite wow. place. Never had a Ruth Chris steak, so maybe that's why. Maybe I'm slipping. It's totally different. Comes out sizzling on the plate. You can't go wrong. Either there or Morton's. I might I might choose a Morton's. I had a Morton's and the Morton's yep. was good. The Morton's was good, so I mean, let's not get ahead of yourself. You, you, you took a big L last week. Yeah, I did, man. I did, and uh, we've got some different picks this time. So let, let's see what happens, man. Oh yeah. Well, until next week. You know, I'm yeah, feeling man. pretty good with these picks, so I'm hoping my squads go out there and ball hard.